Hi, I'm Stacy. I love chatting about how to find our callings, preferably cozied up with steaming beverages in a coffee shop. You can connect with me on social media at Stacy Summerow and subscribe to StacySummerow.com for a free discernment packet called How to Make the Right Choice. God's adventure awaits, my friend, and I am thrilled you're on the journey with me. Hello, everyone. I am doing something today that I've never done before. It's just me on the microphone. I'm a little nervous to do this, to be honest. I find it much easier to do an interview format. So we'll see how this goes. Before we dive into today's episode, which is called Winning the Spiritual Battle in 2021, Five Goals for Christians, I want to invite you on pilgrimage to the Holy Land with me. I am so excited for the massive amount of interest that's already been expressed by all of my amazing listeners. We are taking flight January 2022 to the Holy Land. We're going to walk in the footsteps of Jesus, and we're going to hear his voice and his will for our lives. I am just so, so excited for this, and I just encourage you to sign up immediately if you are interested, if the Holy Land is on your bucket list like it's on mine, I encourage you to sign up right away because spots are limited. So one great thing about this pilgrimage is that it's only $300 down to um, to reserve your spot. So that's a very, very small commitment, and then the rest of the payment is not due until October 2021. At this time, I'm offering an early bird bonus. So you can go ahead and have a Skype date with me. I want to hear about your goals for the trip. I want to get to know you. And I will also send you a bonus of 10 talks from the God's Adventure Awaits Summit. So these are the 10 most watched talks from the summit, um, featuring some incredible rock stars like Sister Bethany Madonna and Father Mark Goring, people that I cannot even believe that I got to work with this past year. So you'll get this package of 10 talks to really gear up for this discernment adventure, and you will also get a Skype date with me. Uh, so go ahead and sign up ASAP. That's That uh, early bird bonus is not lasting for too much longer. On this pilgrimage, we're going to visit all the places of Jesus's life where he worked miracles, visit the mount where Jesus preached the Beatitudes, Mount Tabor, which is where he was transfigured, Bethlehem, where he was born, Nazareth, where he grew up. And of course, we're going to walk the Via Dolorosa, which is the way of the cross, up to the hill of Calvary in Jerusalem. So you can feast your eyes on little teasers of all of these sites in this gorgeous new promo video that Nativity Pilgrimage put together. Come on over to stacysummerow.com slash pilgrimage and you can click on the link in the show notes if you have a little trouble spelling my name, which a lot of people do because it's French. So a lot of you have also asked what my husband and I are doing since we have small children. And I know there's quite a number of people who have little children who are interested in coming. So for us, we are very blessed to have uh, relatives who are going to watch our two oldest children. We're going to bring our little newborn, little baby girl, who's going to be about nine months old, to the Holy Land with us. Uh, she won't cost anything extra because babies under two fly free, so she'll just stay with us. I'm going to carry her in the front pack, and I will most likely still be nursing her, which is going to be an interesting adventure. I know Nativity Pilgrimage is a company that I'm really proud to partner with because they intentionally support families. They really want to encourage families to come. And so they're going to bend over backward, and they're going to really do their best to help you make this work please don't hesitate to reach out and, and ask us. So we're making it work. I hope you can too. I also want to just give a shout out to Nicole Mattia, who has just become my super caffeinated 
champion on Patreon. So in case you don't know about Patreon, it is a way for artists and creatives to create sustainable income. So for a monthly pledge, you get access to my secondary podcast called Coffee Sips, which is my Catholic faith and lifestyle show. We do a little bit of everything over there. It's mini-sodes all about the faith. And we also have monthly video chats, which are amazing and fun and life-giving. We pray together. We discuss scripture. We discuss um, what's giving us life in our spiritual lives. And we have really formed bonds of friendship all around the country in these monthly video chats. So if you would like, the pledges start at just $5 a month. It's really not a big buy-in. Um, so come on over to patreon.com slash called and caffeinated. I will also put that link in the show notes if you would like to join. And thank you again, Nicole. You are an amazing rock star. I'm so glad that you have joined our community. We're going to dive into the episode in just a sec, but I want to give a quick shout out to today's sponsor, which is the Halo app. I am obsessed with this app. And if you know me, you know that I'm the least likely person to ever recommend an app because I hate junking up my phone with extra stuff that I'm just never going to use. But this is an absolute must have for me. I have not found anything that helps me connect with God as quickly. You can use the app on your own. You can use it in conjunction with family or friends or a community or Bible study. There's over 500 guided meditation sessions. So maybe if you've heard of Headspace or Calm or those kind of new agey meditation apps, this is an authentically Catholic version of those apps, you know, because like Catholics are the ones who like founded meditative prayer, right? (laughs) So we had it first, you guys. And so uh, this time honored way of praying and this, you know, really essential way of connecting with God uh, is there's over 500 sessions on this app for you to use. Um, You can also get sleep stories from Father Mike Schmitz, who was one of my favorite guests on Call and Caffeinated, or Jonathan Rumi, who plays Jesus in The Chosen. Um, You can also do, I love Daily Lexio Divina. So if you have never done meditative prayer before, this is my number one recommendation of how to get started. And if you have a lot of experience with meditative prayer, it's still an amazing recommendation because you are going to love just being able to close your eyes and hear the words read to you rather than doing the thing where you have to open your eyes and keep looking down at the page and be like, wait, what am I reading again? What was that sentence? What was that phrase? So there's always free content available on Hallow. But if you want to try the premium version 30 days for free, just go to hallow.com slash Stacey You can click on that link also in the show notes and you can try the premium version for 30 days for free. So you really have nothing to lose. Okay, let's get into today's episode. Okay, so let's get into our episode here. I want to share some things that have been percolating in my mind and in my heart because I have come to see the world in a very, very different way over the last three years, I would say. Um, Starting with the crisis in the church and then continuing into 2020, there have been a lot of instances where I have just realized that the trust that I placed in human institutions to do the right thing has been a naive trust or perhaps too great of a of a trust it's misplaced and so I I realize that I need to truly put my trust and my faith and my hope in God and certainly this year we've had 
crazy, crazy things that have happened, right? We've got the very obvious kind of uh, economic hardship. We've had people who have lost loved ones. We've had the COVID lockdowns, which are um, full of isolation. And that's a great place for the devil to get a foothold. Those are true hardships and those are really difficult. But there's also underneath that just this massive spiritual battle going on. And I think that's mostly what I really want to speak to today. Like I said, I've gone through a big transformation of understanding that my trust needs to be fully, fully, completely in God. And so here's five steps. The first one is the most depressing. So I'm sorry about this, but stick around for the whole episode because I do have a lot more hope coming up later on. So the first, the first goal is to expect persecution. Why should that be a goal? Because understanding what to expect sometimes is half the battle. Some of the hardest battles that I have fought um, have been, for example, with postpartum depression. I didn't expect it to be that hard. I didn't expect my postpartum new mom life to look the way it did. And then once I stopped expecting things and started to just live in what is, it it became easier just immediately. So the first thing to expect, I think, is persecution and understanding that our, our role as Christians in this world is not going to get any easier. Something that is a bit sobering that I heard recently is that the blood of St. Januarius, which usually liquefies miraculously three times every year, did not liquefy as expected on December 16th. Usually it liquefies one day in May, September 12th, which is his feast day, and then December 16th. And I'm not exactly sure of the significance of each of those dates, but I know that on December 16th, it did not liquefy. It still liquefied in May, which was in the middle of the COVID lockdown, but it didn't on December 16th. And what that has meant in the past is that there is a big disaster or war or famine or something coming in the the following year. I think the last time it didn't liquefy was 1939, right before World War II. So a little scary. Yup. But I definitely do see trends of, of persecution coming for Christians. And this is just where... I want to say, you know, I'm sorry if this is depressing or scary, but um, I definitely see that there's a huge amount of uh, censorship going on in in the media, in big tech, YouTube, Google, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of the big social media platforms. For me, social media really has become a battleground, not really a place of affirmation. I learned this the hard way when I got shadow banned back in August for a pro-life post, and I have had some people come over and say, the most horrible, awful, terrible things. Anytime I post something that um, is, comes from a place of, you know, a religious conservative viewpoint, um, people, the world doesn't understand Christians anymore. People think that the world, you know, that, that Christians, Christianity is outdated. And I've just learned to expect that. And that's been a really hard thing. Like, I'm not going to lie. I hate reading when I get a a negative, nasty comment, things that I would never say to anybody in my wildest dreams. People have said to me this year for posting something like a picture of myself at the March for Life. And you know what? I have to learn that that's going to be par for the course and that, that that's not going to dictate my course, right? Despite the fact that I am persona non grata on on uh, all of these platforms, and that I can no longer rely on mainstream media to really give me reliable news, because they are really proclaiming a narrative um, that is against my beliefs. Um, despite that, I have to just say, you know what? I am in this to win this, and this is not going to dictate my path to me. And so that leads into a second point 
for our goals for battle, which is you can expect and count on being strengthened when you pray for fortitude and courage. I was praying the glorious mysteries and got to the third glorious mystery, was really meditating on the upper room moment when the apostles were hiding for fear of the Jews, right? They were, they had watched the Jews kill their leader, watched Jesus be crucified. Everything that Jesus had, had said seemed like it was just evaporating in front of their eyes and they're they're standing they're sitting there and they're hiding and then in a moment the holy spirit comes and gives them his gifts and transforms them and turns everything around and they went out and they preached to everybody regardless of the consequences like these men did not care it was to the point where people thought that they were drunk and they had to be like nope we're not drunk <laughs> we're just high on christ you know like high on the gifts of the holy spirit and I have a desire to be like that. I I want so much not to um, let fear rule my life or not to let the persecution ever change my course, but instead to be bold. St. Paul has this incredible verse that I found the other day in Philippians 1.20. For I fully expect and I hope that I will never be ashamed, but that I will continue to be bold for Christ as I have been in the past. And I trust that my life will bring honor to Christ, whether I live or die. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. Now, obviously, we're looking at a very supernatural transformation here, right? We're looking at a gift, an infusion of the gifts of the Holy Spirit that goes far beyond our natural desire for self-preservation. And I think that God is really waiting to give those gifts to us when we ask for them, when we pray for them. And, And in order to do that, we have to first identify where we are on that spectrum of, you know, am I living for the world or am I living for God's kingdom? Um, there was this transformative moment where for the apostles, they started living for God's kingdom and they didn't look back. And the, tr- the same is true for all of the early Christians. There was a an incredibly transformative couple of moments for me, lots of moments, on my pilgrimage to Rome a couple of years ago. I visited a church called Santo Stefano Rotondo. And it is an unusual church built over a Mithraean temple from the second century. It's a round church. And in this church, there are 34 murals of early Christian martyrs being killed in the most horrific, terrible, ghastly ways that you can imagine. And they all have these peaceful, serene, happy looks on their faces. Now, I realize like this is maybe giving some people a panic attack. Um, I am going to link to the to pictures of those murals in the show notes. If you want to see them, you definitely can't look at them without being like, oh my gosh, that is really, I, I don't want to look at this right now. Like there's, there's um, uh, taking them all in is, is pretty hard. Um, but meditating on that, I just remembered I guess in a new way that nothing in the world can truly hurt us because we belong to God and that we're not living for this world. The blood of martyrs is the seed of the church. And when we ask for that grace to be strengthened, I I really firmly believe God is going to do that for us. He's going to give us that grace in the moment. And he's going to show us how we can bear persecution joyfully. Many martyrs went to their deaths singing. And, um, you know, and how did they do that? Like that is still a mystery to me. But I think, uh, I know that God has promised that he will not abandon us. You know, Jesus said in John 16, 33, in this world, you will have trouble, but take courage for I have overcome the world. Understanding, you know, that the this battleground may not happen, this persecution may not happen in a way like it did for those martyrs in 
uh, depicted in Santo Stefano Rotondo, but it will happen for us in other ways, whether that's social media bullying, whether that's getting canceled. We're not supposed to slide through this life feeling really good about ourselves all the time. And I think facing up to that and saying, okay, God, I'm going to rely on you and I'm just going to ask you, I'm going to pray, pray, pray for fortitude and courage. Lately for me, that's meant praying a daily rosary for a few special intentions, one of which is fortitude, courage, and hope. So third step for victory in battle in 2021 is to tune in and listen for your unique call. I love talking about discernment. Obviously, that's what we talk about in this podcast. So I'm really excited to share this one with you. Um, When we discern anything, we really have to start from the standpoint of what are my motivations? The devil loves to back us into a corner. He loves to guilt us, to shame us, to talk like he's already won, to tell us that we're stupid and we have nothing to offer. On the other hand, God's voice always has a horizon. It challenges us. It uplifts us. It welcomes us. There is an amazing little article um, that I'm linking to in the show notes for you. It's a mini lesson on discernment that Pope Francis gave this past year in May to discern the difference between God's voice and Satan's voice. And you can use those eight questions, and I think they'll help you understand immediately what motivations are working on you. So you don't want fear to be the reason that you do something or not do something. You don't want pleasing people rather than God to be the reason that you do something or not do something. Second of all, you know, God is going to call us to be to all do different things. Some of us are going to be called to be apostles, um, to minister publicly like St. Paul. But many of the early Christians, you know, they were just called to love their families. They were called to contribute financially to this new growing church. They would host mass at their houses in secret. You know, they said their prayers and maybe they shared on a more person to person level. So whatever you are called to, the most important thing is to really tune in and really listen to God's voice. So once you have gotten your motivations clear and you've really been brave and courageous um, in asking God for strengthening and fortitude and hope, then go ahead and define and make a plan to go to the places that strengthen you. This is our fourth step for battle. Define and make a plan to go to the places that strengthen and nourish you. I, when I was uh, doing like beach body workouts, I love how they always say, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. <laughs> and it sounds kind of cheesy, but it's true. Galatians 6.9 was a really a big motivation for me recently when I read it. It says, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. So let's find those places that really give us peace and 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 really make a plan to go to them this year. For me, uh, I like New Year's resolutions, kind of, but most of the time I don't do New Year's resolutions, to be honest. But a couple of years ago, I just uh, came across uh, this idea to start from recollecting, start recollecting on what I've learned this year. So rather than starting from a standpoint uh, for New Year's resolutions of like, well, I should be better, so I should lose weight, so I should go to the gym, so I should be thinner, and all this kind of thing. Rather than starting from this place of should, I kind of just started from a place of gratitude of like, what have I learned? What have been my biggest lessons? What have been my biggest takeaways? And that's really great because that puts me in a position of trusting God and gratitude and understanding the amazing truth, which is that God has pulled me through so many situations already. 
So starting from that place of gratitude and of understanding that God has provided for me and that he's going to continue to provide for me, that's an amazing opportunity to to start to see what are those things that have given me peace. So you can ask yourself, um, you can dig into the habits that have strengthened and sustained you. What gives you strength to carry on when things are difficult? What helps you to do the things that are hard but really worth it? What puts you in the correct mindset to love well? What helps you have real and deep peace? That could be rosary, scripture meditation, exercise, daily mass, quality time with family, maybe writing letters or reading poetry, hosting friends for a dinner party, whatever whatever things really give you life and the things that you look back on and you say, okay, that was worth it. That was worth doing. That helped me be, um, as Matthew Kelly likes to say, the best version of yourself. Find what are those things and um, and then ask yourself after that, what takes away your peace? What makes you less available? What makes you feel like you're being backed into a corner? What makes you act out of fear or sadness or uh, from a place of scarcity? Maybe it's staying up late, uh, maybe too much TV or too much social media, unhealthy friendships that drag you down, whatever they are. So ask those two questions and find those polarizing things in your life. And then form a plan to do the things that strengthen and nourish you in 2021. When we enter onto this field of battle, if we are going to be living as true Christians in the world, we are going to encounter as soon as we step onto that battlefield that the devil is going to try to come at us from every single angle possible. He's going to try to drag you down just through sloth or through people shaming you or through, uh, through I, pff, there's a million different ways. But If you have your plan, you will know where to go when things get difficult so that that fear does not dictate your path. And again, expect that God's strength will be available to you when you ask him for it. So if you really have these things defined and nailed down, write them down, and you will have a plan, an action plan to go forward. The fifth and the last goal is to intentionally and faithfully live your call. So you've been, you know, we've started by adjusting our expectations so that they're in alignment with reality. And then we've prayed for courage, strength, fortitude, and expected God to help us have in whatever way, at whatever moment he wants, some kind of upper room moment where we stop living for the things of the world and we start really living for the kingdom where we take that eternal mindset. Then we have really listened for our unique call. We've really prayed to God and said, you know, what are you calling me to? What is what work do you have for me this year? And then we've looked at the things that give us life and the things that nourish us and the things that strengthen us. And we've made a plan to go to those places when the battle gets hard. So fifth, we're going to intentionally and faithfully live out that call. Again, write everything down. I can't tell you the number of times that I have like amnesia where I I make a great plan and then it's like, oh yeah, I didn't write it down. What was I doing again? And it's amazing three weeks into January, I just forget everything. So (laughs) just write everything down. Statistically, you are so much more likely to succeed if you write something down. The kingdom needs you and the part that you have to play. And I feel so firmly convicted about this. The devil is going to tell you that you're insignificant, you're untrust, you know, you're unworthy, you have nothing to offer, you can't be trusted, you're just a small little minion who can't make a difference. But that is absolutely the farthest thing from the truth. Not true in the least. You are totally essential to God's kingdom. And I want to read a little something from Philippians 1, 27 through 28. 
Nevertheless, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Then, whenever, whether I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in one spirit, contending side by side for the faith of the gospel, and not being frightened in anything by those opposing you, which is a demonstration of destruction to them, but of salvation to you, and this from God. So faithfully living out my call, for me, I have felt called to witness publicly, which is a terrifying thing. But one thing that faithfully living out my call means to me is that I've resolved that I'm always going to take the high road on social media. I'm not going to stoop to responding to the insults with similar insults. Um, You know, I have had people tell me that I'm a slut or that I look like a clown posting pro-life stuff. And I've just decided I'm not going to retaliate and respond in kind because we're citizens of heaven. And if I do that, I'm kind of, you know, sacrificing this greater goal of having this person who said this thing enter the kingdom of heaven with me. And instead, I'm stooping to their level and I'm just having this momentary satisfaction of saying something cutting that feels good, right? Um, And I'm also cutting off the potential that they would ever listen to me in the future. Uh, not that I think that they're seeking that when they come on over and, and leave me their their thoughts. But, uh, you know, maybe in the future, you never know. And you have to leave that door open for God to work. For my people pleasers out there, um, intentionally and faithfully living at your call means that you're going to be a sign of contradiction and that you aren't going to please everyone. Please let me be the first to tell you as a fellow people pleaser that that is okay. My husband has been an amazing example to me of someone who really wants to please God rather than pleasing other people and watching him be okay with with people saying things or things happening that just, you know, as a people pleaser make me cringe um, has been an amazing example of realizing that, you know, if you displease someone for the sake of the gospel or for the sake of uh, what is right, you you are so so blessed in heaven and if you if you can do that that's true strength um always go back to praying for strengthening courage and fortitude because the only opinion that matters at the end of the day is god's uh and it can also be really good in intentionally and faithfully faithfully living out your call to go to the people who inspire you i know that uh for me there have been many many moments where i have been able to find heroes in the here and now, heroes who are not afraid of standing up for what's right, um, people who are defying the censorship and the oppression of big tech that we're seeing. And they help strengthen me because I see people saying nasty things to them, and it does not make them stop saying the things that they are saying that we all know to be truthful. So find those places of inspiration, find those people who inspire you, pray for them, and then also pray to be like them. All right. So thank you for listening today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Y'all are amazing for being here. I want to thank you so much. And I also ask for your prayers for my pregnancy. I'm about seven months pregnant right now. So I'm going to be having another little one in March, which is, oh my gosh, right around the corner, early March. And yeah, I'm pretty tired. So I need some prayers. (laughs) But my, my prayers are with you for this final week of 2020, a year that we are all going to be very happy to leave behind. And whatever 2021 brings, I know that God is willing to stand by us 
that he's not going to leave us orphans, but that he's going to be right by our side. Know that that's my prayer for you, that you really feel and know his presence in this Christmas season and far, far, far beyond. So may God bless you. If you want to see anything else, uh, just click on the link in the show notes and um, please feel free to reach out anytime on stacysummerow.com. All right, God bless you guys and I'll see you real soon.